to Think Big with Dan and Kasim and filling in for Kasim today, one of our guest hosts, Umer. And our guest today is Matt. So Matt, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everybody where you're located and what you do. Um, okay. So I'm in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, I do a lot of things. But I guess the main thing that we connected through was my uh, business, uh, 419 Smoke Company which is a vape smoke uh, holistic uh, alternative health type shop. Awesome. So how did you get started, you know, in this industry, opening up your shop? How much time do we have? (laughs) 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 Uh, Back in 2008, you know, we had a a recession and I was a factory worker. Uh, We were laid off for a long time. And so money was starting to get really tight and it was getting uh, nerve wracking a little bit. And, um, they finally called us back to work and the guy I was working with, uh, the guy across from me, we would always have these conversations about, you know, backup plans and, uh, like what, what kind of gimmick, you know, we're talking about the guy who did the, um, like the Snuggie, remember that thing, the blanket and how, you know, how much money did that guy make off such a ridiculous idea? You know, it's so simple. And it's like, we just need that one simple idea. And so we would talk about this constantly. And by accident, he found out about electronic cigarettes because he's a smoker and he was looking for something that he could use on the line for the nicotine. Uh, So he finds electronic cigarette. And, uh, you know, at first we kind of laugh about it. Uh, I get one. I'm off smoking like within three days, which is something that was unheard of at the time. And this is back in 2009. And so we were just like, wow, uh, what do we do with this? You know, should we, should we wholesale it? And then we got with another friend and he's like, how about we just get our own made? And we had zero business knowledge, zero experience, like, like nothing. We went into this, just jumped right in and, uh, I mean, it took a long time to, to get it going. And honestly, like we didn't have money either. We each, uh, got loans. And so I think we started with about $1,200 cash to place an order, uh, to China to have something manufactured for us. So, you know, we're on Skype at nighttime trying to figure out how to, to contact these factories. And that took a little bit of time to figure out. And once we did, we got, um, a product and just went at it. And I mean, uh, it's a lot of work, but by like the third or fourth year, we were doing seven figures. So uh, Matt, as you mentioned about all those things, so what is the biggest challenge you think you will face in this position, like changing policy to the massive growth in industry, heading towards working in the cannabis industry, especially it can be hard. So What's your thought on this? Like, made peace with the fact of this job can be difficult or not? Yeah, it's so oversaturated right now. I mean, you have a vape shop on almost every corner, basically, you know, right now. Everybody knows that with the legalization of marijuana in many states, you know, you're just waiting for it to come to your state. And then you want to be in line to go when it does become legal. So it's really aggressive. Um, it's real political. And as far as like the shop, you know, just having a shop right now, 
uh, very competitive space. Very. Uh, I think the hardest part about it would be just that everybody's really like undercutting each other to win the sale, you know, and the focus is it shouldn't be the price and, and trying to have like the best deal. But for us, excuse me, it's the best customer service, I think. And, uh, you know, one of the things that I think sets us apart and what I think is really important that a lot of people miss is branding. Because I think branding is super important for the success of a business. Yeah, Brand, yeah branding is very important. So I guess in terms of branding and in terms of, you know, scalability, you know, how, like, what is your plan, I guess, in the near future? Like, would you plan opening more shops or, you know, like, how are you planning on growing in like, the next few years? Okay. Well, so I have a unique plan. So when we first started, when I told you, you know, how we got into it, we started a brand called Revolver Electronic Cigarettes. And uh, I mean, we blew up really fast because there was no vaping at the time. Nobody knew anything about them. And we just, we were the like running as fast as we could to get our name out there, you know, to as many people as we could. So when we did this, we opened up one of the very first vape shops in the whole US. Uh, and then that took off. And so we opened another one and then, you know, we opened up a, a warehouse Our online was going crazy. And then we had people who wanted to open up shops also. So we were franchising. We had like three or four different franchise shops with our name on it in different States, like all the way out uh, to California. So it started to get uh, really busy for us and, uh, keeping up with um, inventory was hard because you could only get so much manufactured at a time. And then at that time, the FDA was watching the borders and uh, anything they found that was vape related, they were taking it and you weren't getting it back and you weren't getting refunded either. So we're talking $40,000, $50,000 orders at a time. You didn't want a place like anything bigger than that because then you're, you know, that's some major damage to the business. Uh, so we did all that. And then we ended up scaling back. And uh, just at the beginning of this year, actually, uh, I ended up buying the business out. So now I'm the sole owner. And then we started actually just taking the direction into the alternative health to the, um, the holistic stuff to like herbs and adding in like we have like crystals and uh, we even did like craft beers so it, it's different you know you don't go into a vape shop usually and see craft beer um, but we were doing all this and then so we decided that since revolver for like 13 or 14 years has been associated with strictly vaping and anti-tobacco we decided to rebrand so now we're the 419 smoke company and so this is our first year as that name so although it's not really a new business, but it is at the same time. And so this time, I think we're probably just going to stick with one location and then also online. I don't, I don't have currently any plans for like expansion beyond that right now. And it's just, the other reason too is I have one of those. And so I don't have a lot of time to put into it as much as I did before. 
Okay, okay. So, man, there is a pretty much interesting story behind the name, like 419. Why not 420? <laughs> you know, <laughs> our area code is 419. Yeah, but it should be greater. You should get a catch from 420 as well. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's the play on it is that, you know, 419, 420, and then our area code is 419. So, everybody, you know, 419, yeah. it can go both ways. Yeah, in the community, it's same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep yeah so uh, do you specifically go into you know you mentioned about herbs and everything else so do you plan to go on the oil side and you know these type of stuff helps pretty much in the parkinson's and all the stuff as well so you do you decide to go into the medical side of your business or just for the smoking and all those side uh, the person that i'm doing this with right now she knows a lot more about that stuff than i do she kind of, she's the one that really like, it was her idea to bring it in. So uh, I couldn't really go into detail about all that because I'm not fully knowledgeable on it yet. She knows. But like right now, for example, uh, we have a whole, you know, all of the loose herbs you can get, you know, like lavender, and skullcap and raspberry leaf and all those, the common ones and the not so common ones. But what we've also done is we've created um, smokable blends and each blend has properties that can help you in a different way. <laughs> I actually have, um, yeah. do I have any over here? Yeah. yeah, hold on. I actually have a couple right here, but yeah. So, you know, they're pre, they come as pre-rolls, but there's no THC inside of it. You know, it's all just natural herbs and so you're just, you know, you'll get it, you get it to smoke it for like, if you want, you know, better focus or you have trouble sleeping or you're kind of stressed or, you know, so each, each blend goes and Here's helps with one of these different things. Yeah. And they're legit. You know, we did a lot of obviously, <laughs> you know, testing <laughs> and research. I um, so they do good. Yeah. You do uh, a couple of them do give you a legit buzz and um we think it's cool a lot of people are looking for that too but are afraid to go to work and get tested for thc so they're very reluctant on buying any type of hemp or cbd products mm -hmm. yeah so so matt there's one thing i would like to ask like i know how you're operating and there are many legalities and all those things like there's always one thing like that you want to change how you operate your business or anything like that. So what would it be? So in your business, what would you like to change the operations or anything else in your business currently? Yeah, uh, because we're kind of fresh starting it right now. So we've made all the changes that we wanted to. I think, um, man, that's a hard one. I don't know. I, the, uh, most of the changes I think are trying to be as transparent as possible with customers. When you come into our shop, it's it's a totally different vibe than any other like shop in our area. It doesn't feel sterile. It feels welcoming. Everybody has the knowledge. Everybody, they're not just trying to sell you something. We actually were against pushing sales that, you know, are not meaningful for the customer because then they're not going to come back. We want, you know, relationships with them. So I think uh, you know, let them know who we are, let them know, you know, what we're trying to do with them, making sure that they 
you know, understand the products, making sure that they're getting exactly what they need, you know, and, and it becomes more like this extended family than it does a retail shop. So. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And that's smart. Actually, most people that we've interviewed that have been successful have the same kind of mindset because I think it's like, if you're trying to just sell, sell, sell things that people don't need or don't want yeah. that maybe eventually they'll, they'll want it. But I think that's a smart method is to kind of, you know, make people feel welcome and say, Hey, this is, you know, how can we actually help you as opposed to just sell, 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 you know, yeah. but I guess my, like, uh, my question is like in terms of e-commerce, right? We're, we're, we're working with the e-commerce brand. So I guess like, how do you deal with the, the cross state um, legalities? Cause I know there's like different laws in different States. Do you ever like in terms of shipping? Like, do you like look at that or even selling like outside of the U S like, how do you deal with those sorts of regulations? Well, we've never in the entire uh, time in this industry have shipped outside of the U.S. It just, just to keep it simple, you know, I, I want to keep everything uh, easy for everyone on the team and it gets complicated and expensive. And with, like what you said, you're right. The laws are always changing and it's hard to keep up with them sometimes. And one mistake, you know, could really cripple you. So we're just not even, but uh, you know, what we do is we basically just keep track of what products can we sell online? What can't we? Uh, and then cleverly come up with loopholes. <laughs> uh, we have a, uh, well, what we're setting up right now is where they'll be able to make these purchases online of everything, but they'll have to actually come to the store to pick it up. So although it's not quite like shipping, as far as I'm just talking about local right now, uh, but it's not like, you know, shipping, but it, it is very, um, it can help a lot of people who we do drops with some products that there's not a lot of. Um, we have some really rare uh, hand pipes that uh, are like one of a kind, and then they come and go very fast and they get pricey too. But, you know, when these things drop, people don't want to miss out because they were stuck at work. So, you know, first come, first serve, whether you're in the store or online, you know, we want it to be fair for everybody. And I think the people that follow us online, especially, you know, getting the updates because they follow us on social media, you know, and if they're at work and they get it, you know, it is fair dibs and it's, you know, probably better that they do get it and be happy because they're the ones who support us the most. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Yeah, for, for being on there. No, yeah, yeah. So I guess in terms of social media, like, what have you found to be the channel that's like the most like helpful for your business? I mean, Instagram, obviously, that's where we connected. But like, do you TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, like, where else are you? I guess, or where have you gotten like the most reach? Well, it's hard for us. Uh, like, I signed up for Twitter and was banned immediately. So our account is a read-only account. We can't make any posts or do anything with it. So we're like, all right, we're not doing Twitter. Um, Facebook, obviously, but I'm like one strike away from getting that page deleted. Our previous page, Revolver, uh, before we rebranded it, uh, you know, we just had it actually deleted on 420 by Facebook because we did a promo for a 420 sale. So they just deleted all 13 years of everything, all the followers, reviews, everything pictures didn't give us a chance to get it back so 
Facebook, I think, is the trickiest. We have a lot of success on Instagram. Uh, we just were able to grow Instagram the fastest. We just kind of have that one figured out a little bit better. Um, but although engagement on there is, you know, it's okay. Sometimes it's high. Sometimes it's just, it is what it is. But we get a lot of um, conversions from it for sure. Um, so I guess, yeah. And, and I was curious, like, I'm sorry to cut you. I was just curious, like, because you said that you got banned. Like, I, I, I guess I haven't tried to understand why they would ban you because it's like you're not doing anything illegal. You know, it's like, it, like what was your reason? It makes like to me, it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're, what they do is they'll send you their policy against firearms and tobacco and illegal drugs. So anything that has to do with CBD or hemp, you know, it's all automated. So they have an algorithm that reads into certain things. And if it translates it out to be one of those things, you're toast. You know, sometimes you're good enough to fly under the radar, which usually we are. But once you get a strike, you know, they have they have you on lock and they're watching. So that makes it harder. So I'm just like, ah, what do I even post anymore on there? Because I'm so afraid that, you know, everything I've been working on the last six months on this new page is just going to be thrown out. Um, and then we do have a TikTok page that uh, Jesse, she's the other half of the business that she posts on regularly or tries to. Um, we've been really busy right now. We have this big event this week and it's our grand opening, grand opening event. So, I mean, we go big. So that's what all of our time has been on right now. And then once that settles down, we'll be able to get back to marketing and, you know, product searching and all that stuff. So speaking of that, so I guess once you have your grand opening and you're talking about marketing, what would you say is your number one priority, I guess, after that or just for the rest of 2023 for your business? Well, after we do the grand opening event and then uh, things mild out, we're going to finish up the website and launch that. And then I think it's just going to take us into the holiday season. So it'll just be marketing and uh, sales next year i think we'll probably focus a lot of um social media uh strategies where we put a little bit more into it you know maybe get a youtube page going and throw some tutorials up there or you know a weekly something just to get some subs and it's all about getting uh people to look at it so whatever it's going to take i guess 100 <laughs> percent. so i guess in terms of you know because you mentioned social media can be tricky in the industry but do like a lot of people find you directly from Google, like, you know, find your website? Like, like how has that been working for you? Um, we look at the uh, uh, Google stats or well, I don't know what they call it, the analytics. We look at that. Uh, we look on like uh, the third party apps like Yelp, you know, and they provide you all the data so you can see how many click throughs to your page and how many people looked up your number and all that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, for where we're at right now with a brand new name, you know, everybody's, I think a lot of people are still Google searching for revolvers. So now they're not finding it. So that's, you know, it's always challenging to do that because you, you're really hoping that all of your, uh, previous customer base understood, you know, what you're doing, but if they haven't been there in a while, it's like, how do you get it, you know, get it through to them? 
And then it's not like you can post on your Facebook page that they're all on because it was deleted. <laughs> so we, we've, uh, you know, been buying some ads where we can, you know, not every platform allows for our industry to buy ads, but where we can, we're putting them out there and trying to get everybody back. Oh, that's smart. So I guess, you know, you earlier mentioned that it's a very crowded space, which is true. I mean, I live in Texas, not legal, but in Oklahoma, they just legalized uh, medical marijuana, for example. You know, how what separates, you know, the companies that start and fail versus ones like you've been, you know, doing this for a long time and very successful. So what what does it take for someone to, you know, be successful in this industry? We have made and I have made a lot of mistakes over the years, like a lot. And this kind of rebrand, I'm kind of like happy and thankful for it at the same time because I'm able to take everything I've learned over the last decade. Remember coming into this with no experience and no knowledge, you know, and then um, now being able to start fresh with all of that knowledge is yielding much different results. Like from the start. So that's exciting. But I can tell you that while we were launching Revolver, I mean, it was working around the clock. Um, I would say that I probably every day, I had my day job. And then in addition to my day job was putting 13 uh, hours, I was gonna say dollars, $13, uh -huh. 13 hours a day, probably into the um building up the business and then it was overlapping and i mean it takes that it's sacrifice it's uh i was younger so i kind of sacrificed a lot of family time which was kind of a bummer um also uh i mean there's a lot of like a lot of stress you have to proactively be you know figuring out how to get better you have to proactively you know search for new inventory and stay relevant you have to proactively post you know on social media and engage with customers or potential customers if you don't grind like non-stop i mean the first like few years is non-stop and if you're not ready for that then you know just don't expect to be as as big as you hoped when you first opened that's something i see a lot of you know vape is um there's uh recreational vapors and then there's the people who don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore and uh the majority of our customers are the ones who don't want to smoke anymore uh and we never really like caught on too much with the ones who are recreational because when we started that wasn't like the thing these shops are these younger kids who, you know, find some money and then they open it up as recreational shops. And then they realize, you know, like, well, the business side of it is like, sometimes you can't always run a business to what you want, you know, like the things that you're into or the things that, you know, make you happy. Sometimes you have to think about, you know, other people like different things. And then these people can't really like get out of the box that everybody should be blowing big clouds. And then so they open up and close just as fast. So I, we see that a lot. Um, but there are a lot of successful ones too that, you know, at least kind of pick up. I'm not going to like, you know, 
say that they do, but there's been a number of them who have obviously cloned us because we were like the first ones in the area and they're still around today because they, and I think a lot of it has to do with, they sort of picked up the whole branding thing and how to, how to do it where we had to, you know, didn't have any template to follow. So we kind of made it up as we went. Uh, and then other shops who didn't get into the branding and just opened up, you know, tobacco store or vape shop or whatever, you know, generic open and close. So. Oh yeah. So I guess you, you just mentioned that you said that early on that you made a lot of mistakes. So I guess what would you say was the biggest mistake that you made and what did you learn from it? <laughs> well, so when it first took off it was really exciting. Um, and money was coming in and, um, we were having opportunities because obviously, I mean, the products sold themselves because nobody knew what they were. They were cool. Like everyone saw it, like, I want to have that. Even if I don't, you know, smoke, it's just, this is what's up, you know, this is cool. So we're getting, we're blowing up. And then, um, I had this idea. Um, see what I'm into is music. So I'm also like, I do, you know, music production and stuff and writing and stuff is another like thing that I dabble in. And so I'm like heavily into music, heavily inspired by it. And I was like going to a concert, a rock concert, and they had uh, backstage meet and greet opportunities. So I was like, let's get these and then let's make up some gift bags and put our products and contact cards in there. And then let's give it to them at the meet and greet, you know, see what happens. And so we did it. And then three days later, we get a call that they want a sponsorship where we stock up these bands and then we get to uh, go on their tour and they're going to make some testimonial videos for us and stuff. And uh, are you into rock music? Um, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. And I think Matina is probably more, I mean, uh, Omer is probably more into it. Uh, like the first bands that we got this with were like Three Days Grace and Breaking Benjamin. And yeah. yep. So we got all this and then we started doing, setting up um, uh, tents at um, music fests, like local ones. So we have this booth and one of the people who was backstage came out and saw our stuff and was like, hey, I do this group where we meet with uh, bands and stuff backstage and we give them these products. And then in return, you get marketing from these bands. And so we're like, yeah, sign us up. So now next thing you know, we're like on tour with bands like Five Finger Death Punch. And, you know, it's just, it was really crazy. And we're backstage and I'm like, almost every rock band of in that time frame has our you know pictures with our products and stuff and it was just it was so amazing but that did absolutely nothing for the business and we gave away so much product for it thinking that was going to be like a huge thing and I was biased to it because I was into that you know I was chasing that like rock star uh life you know and so that was kind of a waste and man I wish I didn't do that I like, I enjoy the memories, but now I have the knowledge like, okay, that's something I'm into, but my customers don't care about that, you know, but like I said, I was, I had no experience, no knowledge, 
and I was young and we had a lot of money and I was like, let's do this. <laughs> no, that's so, cool. Yeah, a lot yeah. of learning. Yeah, for sure. So I guess just to wrap, you know, you went from working so that you're working in a factory to doing what you're doing now. You know, if somebody's in the same position that you were in and they have big dreams and a big idea to be an entrepreneur, what advice would you get to somebody who's in that position about what's possible, what you've done like in your career? Uh, well, it, it it's not going to always work out, but you can't just like stop. And, um, you know, I've had other businesses that actually I thought were a great idea and put a lot of money into them. Because once we started getting money from this, I was like, let's take some of that money and move it over here and do this. You know, we had a clothing store. We opened it up in a mall and like we were just thought we were like, you know, invincible, but it didn't work out. So we just, you know, write it off, move on. You know, you can't be like afraid to uh, do something because of failures or fear. Fear is a big one. You can't be afraid. I think like a business having debt, like if you're afraid you're going to owe all this money, but most businesses all have debt. Like it, very few businesses out there are debt free. And if they are like very good on them, but, but you know, most of them, they operate consistently with debt. So you have to know it takes money to make money and you can't be afraid to, you know, get out there and try something because you think it's going to cost too much or, you know, ruin your life financially, which I mean, it could, but if you're afraid, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to be reluctant. You're going to hold back and not do everything you need to do. I think that's a big thing. I also think um, a lot of people, I try to, I like to see the people around me come up also. And so I just, I try to like give them like my experiences and give them the shortcuts, you know, to get to where I'm at now. So they don't have to go through all the, the same failures. And, you know, most of them, it's always, they always have a new excuse or something why they can't like right, it's not gonna work out for you because you're an excuse person just coming up with reasons why you're not doing something instead of just doing it and there's uh there's so many things like i used to be you know i used to be real like shy and not um you know not want to talk to people and um you know so when it came time to like all right we got to go into this business and to approach them and you know, talk about this or, or whatever and try to whatever. And then, it, you know, or call them on the phone even and you just, you didn't want to do it and you, whatever. And now it's like, you don't even think about it. We'll be out there doing some crazy, ridiculous stuff, not worried about what the outcome of it is, but just knowing that, you know, if you don't do these things that you can't ever get anything out of it, you know, you can't just not do nothing. So um, like, for example, well, see, so I've been doing this for a while, but uh, the person working with me now is still newer to this. So we went out uh, and hit up all the businesses in the area for flyers for our event. And I made her go in, you know, I was like, you got to get in there and you got to talk to them and see if they want to, you know, work out a sponsorship offer or something. And she was all nervous and, <laughs> but she did it. And that was just one of the things that you overcome that makes you uh, stronger smarter just overall better at this that's true it's very good advice i always tell people when we first started this company i went to a networking event i just wanted to go home 
they're like, I'm already here. So I, you know, so it takes, you know, like a lot of practice, I think for yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who are shy and to make those and to have those conversations. So for sure. Well, yep. Matt, thank you so much for your time. I definitely learned a lot. I'm wishing you the best of luck in your new business and I hope that you grow exponentially and yeah, let's keep in touch. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, have a good one. All right. You too. Thanks a lot guys. All right. Bye. Bye.